Hello, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Beautiful Thursday morning here in Rialto, Dublin. I'm actually, I'm in my bedroom. Uh, we're way ahead of schedule, which I like. And we got a great episode coming up. I've recorded it with Steve and my brother Aiden yesterday in our sitting room. And I wanted to talk about, you know, the the Democratic primaries. Because I know that a lot of Irish people are sort of following that. And I, I'm, I'm certainly looking at it all the time. And I'm quite interested in the dynamic of the rise of Bernie and whether that's a good or a bad thing. So the main part of this episode, the three of us discuss... Um, the main things we discuss are whether Bernie's good or bad, whether Bloomberg's good or bad, uh, why isn't Elizabeth Warren more popular, and uh, yeah, one or two other things. Um, and then we kind of look at the comparison between Bernie and Jeremy Corbyn, and whether that's true or uh, yeah, and if the, if uh, the Democrats are heading to have a sort of a similar result to Labour, uh, and just all that. So if you're interested in uh, the American political situation, it's going to be a good listen. If you're not, don't despair, because actually the first 15 minutes is us just messing around. We talk a little bit about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and uh, just just a bit of general banter. Which is a bit of crack, uh, and it was great to uh, it's great to have a sort of a a three guy silly podcast. It's kind of like the first fifteen minutes is like silly, you know, and uh, we're just having the crack. And it's I guess like a lot of the comedy podcasts that are exceptionally popular. Not that I'm trying, we're not trying to copy that. We like this podcast being a little bit deeper, but it had a little bit of that silly vibe. So if that's your bag. You're going to be very happy with the first 15 minutes. Uh, if you're into the more serious chat about politics, you'll be very happy with the last 40. And if you just like me, then you'll be very happy with the last three minutes that you've just been listening to. And you'll be very happy with the final three minutes of me saying the usual stuff that I say. But without further ado, let's just get into this week's episode with Aiden and Steve. Chat to you after the app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're joined today, uh, as usual, lately with Stephen Mullen and also with uh, Aiden Bishop, who's, uh, who's been on the podcast before. Woo. Right. He had, to, he had to travel very far to uh, record today's episode. Uh, he had to walk down two flights of stairs. <laughs> He's up in the attic. He's like fucking the... He's like a wide Saragato, you know. Uh, he, he's up in the attic, like uh, what you call it, R- Mr. Rochester's fucking secret first wife, Jane Jane, Jane Eyre, oh, right? That's Jane Eyre, right? Jane, was she up there? Right? That is Jane Eyre, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus. Rochester's first wife. Yeah, but then White Saragato sees like kind of her backstory. So you sort of uh, give her give her a bit of a bit of a story. I hope I'm not getting that wrong. My, I I studied that in first year UCC. My Jesus. fucking useless. English and history degree. So Aiden, Aiden's down from the attic. We brush mm-hmm. him off every now and then for some comments. <laughs> and Steve is uh, Steve finally gets a break from talking about all his fucking issues. You know, I, know, I, I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck me. let's have a bit of crack, lads. I think I'm depressing as fuck. <laughs> yeah, every time Steve is on, it's like so fucking deep. You know, because Aiden Steve is very late to like you know mental health and mindfulness and yeah, mm. he did. Um, actually, let's shame him. He did. Uh, he did like a Dublin, what is it called? Dublin again? Boys Club. I feel bad, actually. Uh, so the Dublin Boys Club was this club that has started that they kind of like, it's just uh, men's activities and, you know, 
just healthy stuff for men getting together and stuff. And I said on the podcast that nah, there's no, there's no link up, there's no, uh, nobody's keeping in touch or whatever. And I feel totally bad now because there is a WhatsApp group which is like amazing for. I just haven't had the time to get involved with it. Yeah, but it has been amazing. What for you were people. actually saying was, I'm a lazy prick. Yes, exactly. And haven't followed up on it, and I'm blaming. I'm totally. Blaming, I'm blaming these guys. Totally. They yeah. Were- so Edo, it's a. Uh, it's a group where men get together and you can't, we talked about it uh, two or three weeks ago on the podcast. You can't, you, your interaction can't be like slaggy or anything. No banter. No, no banter. And when uh, we talk about it, you have to talk about it in the eye. No banter, Aiden. How do you feel uh, about that, Aiden? I mean, that's the whole point of WhatsApp groups with men. <laughs> no, 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 not the, the WhatsApp, does the WhatsApp group also have a no banter rule? That's a good like no, like no no like uh, no gifts of like it looks like it looks like <laughs> no it looks emojis. like a woman's dancing and then a dick pops out <laughs> emoji free zone <laughs> there will be no aubergines because <laughs> last year last year I did a uh, last year I I did a like a, a silly Instagram video which was uh, hey uh, men you know sick of feeling ashamed by women you know go to an all male WhatsApp group where misogyny lives on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I suppose it probably is actually, but yeah, no, it's good. But they're doing loads of great stuff. I just have been too lazy to get. Would you involved. would you fancy that, Adol? I think that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd fancy it. I mean, I I would go. What, what's the what's so what's the first one? We we did a, a hike up in Glendalough, and it was just like it was just it was just a hike. And then last week they did another hike down the Hope. They went for a swim as well and stuff like that. Just get out there and doing positive stuff, man. Male together. bonding, you male know? bonding. Do they share? Like, is it? I think if it, yeah, natural, natural. There's no meeting though. There's no like there was sit around during the week, but, but you know that's what the, the Proud Boys started out as a bit of a kind of a male thing, and then it became essentially like a fascist group. What's the Proud Boys? Shit, I don't know. Oh, you don't know about the Proud Boys? No. The Proud Boys were actually started almost as a bit of a joke by Gavin McGinnis, who actually I was on his his show one time, quite an angry dude, and uh, so it became a bit of a kind of like a you know like a like a safe place for guys to just be like guys. Yeah. But it got kind of it got a little bit overtaken by angry sort of slightly toxic neo-nazi well it got it got like violent jesus they're the ones that they're the ones that got arrested outside this republican meeting oh right because yeah. gavin mcginnis was invited to sh- anyway people can google that because you know i i didn't but i by the way i'm joking i'm not saying the dublin boys is going to become no, that. No, no, no. but there was a little bit of there was a little bit of a, a kind of like a some men like okay so there's a, a new york comedian called dante nero do you know dante ada no idea, no. And a New York comedian called Dante Nero. And if, if anyone's interested in what I'm talking about, uh, there's a very good This American Life about the Proud Boys. But Dante uh, was actually kind of like one of the initiators of the concept of the Proud Boys, which was kind of like a little bit like men getting together in a safe space and yeah. not, not feeling so shamed all the time. But he's actually like mixed race. He's not like a white guy, but it did get kind of taken over by white men basically – you know, the, the angry white guys feeling like, you know, white guys are under attack nowadays. It got taken over by that. So he was quite ashamed that the thing that he had sort of started had drifted into that. Yeah. I, I have no fear that the Dublin boys is becoming that. I was just kind of joking around. You never know, though. You know, they could try to take over the government. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I think Steve, Steve, <laughs> that's Steve's secret. They could get together and be like, let's kill, they start killing deer in the mountains. and they come, <laughs> Let's take over the government. <laughs> that's where it all started. That's with Steve. But then Steve's career took off then because all the angry men just flocked to Steve's comedy. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, but they. All I do go get, back. I do get some texts though, of, of like off like conversations that we've had. I was like, "Go on, you really want to bash the feminists, don't you?" I was like, "No, this is literally really? not what." Yeah, yeah, they're trying to. They're oh, trying they're guys. To, they're, guys, yeah, guys are trying to. One. Yeah, they're trying to scratch it out of me. Like, yeah, but you really want to. You want to bash the feminists, don't you? Really? Push like, your little no. I, I, not that we're that. Just because we're filming. Today. Yes. So since we have two actual mic covers and and a sock, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I thought. We, we we might as well not have your nice mic cover looking bad because yeah. mine mine is a sock. Who's they're actually your socks? Amy. Who's that? <laughs> <That's more. laughs> I hope they're clean. <laughs> Jesus, just thank God you didn't grab it. Thank God you get it from the side of my bed. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. My voice just can't get through the sock. <laughs> Something's <laughs> this is too very hard. This, this sock is too opaque. <laughs> oh is this is this male enough for you? Yeah. The, the guys that are the guys that are messaging Steve. Well, the, the great thing is because I do the shift, which is so positive towards females. I kind of I get this is like a little bit of a male's a fucking a free pass. You yeah, know? 
for us to be childish and male together. But this is what men do when so, they get together. So, so, so this is this is uh, interesting. So you have been getting guys that are like, like, kind of want to bring that out of you. Right? But well, they're, they're kind of. It's kind of like uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Is like, yeah, you want to give the feminists an old bashing, don't you? No fair play. To you. I, was like, I, I didn't say that. That's no, no, literally what true. we're not saying. I thought it was a it was a healthy discussion last week. So there's no way that we're we're trying to not a fucking. Hope. But I do think that you know you're you're, you're allowed to. I, I I think it's fair enough that you're allowed to sort of. Uh, point out times where you are feeling shamed as a man mm. Mm. and there have been times where when you bring that up it, it suggests that you're dismissing feminism whereas in actual fact you're saying no 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 these are just moments where as a man you're feeling shamed yeah and and like it's it's not healthy either way is it like yeah <laughs> no it's not good my like, missus was like does like gets in circles with all her mates and they all bitch about their fellas i'm like imagine that was the other way around i'm like i'm always going well there's what are two you talking th- about we, we bitch about girls yeah <laughs> What are you talking about? We bitch about girls, about our our other halves. I mean, like they they all bitch about their husbands, like not yeah. good fathers. <laughs> That's is that normal. What, is that what happens in the boys' club in Dublin? Do they? No, do they all no, bitch no, about no. their girlfriends. <laughs> no, no. And is it, no. It, it, it like? And it, there's someone. I'm like, never going to be allowed in that club again. <laughs> like, if no, no, you really, you yeah, really fucked that up. But I mean, is there, if there's like a sunset, or is it like you know? Oh, this is so beautiful. Like, is it like like that? No, it's no. Not. It was they just do activities and stuff like that, and uh, like they genuine. There's a WhatsApp group that is amazing. There was one guy, obviously I can't fucking say what, but going through something. Don't, don't really... say the WhatsApp group stuff. All right, yeah. yeah. No, no, I was going to say any of it. But like just going through issues and the people were so helpful yeah, so straight healthy. away. It's just like fuck. That's healthy. amazing. The early, the early stage is always healthy. But they're getting your 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 missus are getting together with her friends. They're drinking. That's the thing. They're just getting yeah. drunk and they're Glass talking shit. Wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what happens when you get you know you get booze in the equation and booze in the Latinas. Shit. It's, it's a to nightmare. To let it out. Come on. That's what like, Ada, you're allowed Ada, to give out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So anyway, guys, uh, I'm starting to get worried about the coronavirus. That, sorry. Uh, COVID-19. Who isn't? Yeah, that's the yeah, COVID-19 is now what it's being called. No, that's the official. No, I know. That's the official. I don't know why you're not allowed to call it the coronavirus, though. This is... It's because not, it's not good for beer sales. That's why. Yeah, corona. <laughs> oh, that's right. I know. I, yeah. That's probably what it is, yeah. Um, it's in Italy. And, and, yeah, and majorly in Italy. And now now the champions or the... The rugby's cancelled, though, because of it, yeah. Did they cancel it officially? Well, not officially, but the, the recommendation from the government is like, that wow. game cannot go ahead. Because Italy wanted to come over here to play the game. It's just like, no thanks. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, this good is- luck with that. But, but you know it's in Tenerife, so odds on. That, well, I know I know for a fact that Irish people are now quarantined in that hotel. Yes. So it's probably not going to be long before it comes. But well, I, I have a few thoughts on it. But my biggest thought is, why is it such a huge deal? Because it's really not that big of a deal. Like it's it seems to be just like a bad flu. Yes, but is are people dying from it because it's such a bad flu, or because they have health issues themselves? Well, people die from the flu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. People die from pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, I, like, I, it's not ideal. But the thing is that, as with the flu and pneumonia, the majority of people that die are people that had uh, underlying conditions or elderly, right? Young. And uh, listen, it's not great. But what I don't understand is how is this not just forgive? Uh, we should have had a, a medical expert on, but why is why is it that different from any of the other? Mm flus that are going around I, for me this is the worst i've ever seen compared to the other ones yeah you know? but it's not sars is, was worse in terms of the amount of death oh really yeah oh so mm. we can all relax a bit about well we could definitely can relax but i mean i get it they're trying to contain it until mm-hmm. they get a vaccine i guess would you be up for wearing the mask because you were used to it in china people wear the mask a lot in yeah china i didn't wear the mask that much when i was in china though which i which i probably should have yeah does that if even help long? though does that even help i, think. I don't well, know I, I don't know hmm it's good look. <laughs> well, I'm just worried that if it, I, you know, I'm, I'm worried on a selfish level. I don't want it, I don't want it to be an issue in Ireland suddenly where large groups are not allowed to gather. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. The, right I, when I'm coming into like the most important weeks of my tour. The problem is though, you can't, you won't even be, be able to get the masks because they're made in China, so they won't even send them over. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's can, true. Can we it's get true, right? I mean, yo, it's actually so, an issue. It's an issue, like. Do you know what my missus said? It really goes to show you how important China is in the world economy, though. We don't realize how. Yeah. They're super important, man. You know, they're manufacturing everything. And so many businesses are relying on those factors in China for their own, for their own money. Like, it's, that's what's why. It's, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Money. Well, you mean because it, you haven't seen how it's affecting the economy? Yeah, I didn't realize. You don't realize how, you don't realize how important China is. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. My missus said the other night we had an evening in, we were going to get some takeaway. And I said, will we get a um, little cheeky takeaway? Will we get some pizza or will we get Chinese? And she literally said, pizza. But the 
with the corona. <laughs> yeah, but that's the coronavirus. That's bad, though. It's affecting Chinese restaurants. Totally. And I'm just like, are you fucking for real? It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, it is. It is. It's bad. Uh, you know, in the sense that that's irrational. I, okay, maybe there's like a slight higher percentage chance that they have had an encounter with a relation that was traveling. But I, especially at this stage, odds on no, because that travel has been stopped. Travel has been mm. stopped. And the odds so, on of the Chinese in Cabra having been, <laughs> you know what I mean, even being well, born, from born Fujian. in China. Yeah, they're from Fujian down here, our local Chinese. And uh, I know he hasn't been back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he's the same as me. Yeah, exactly. You know? Irrational. And the majority, of, you know, in fairness, well, whatever about China, the majority of deaths in China have all been around Wuhan. So, like, they, they've kept it somewhat contained in that area. But now there's been a big outbreak in South Korea. There's been one in Japan. And now they got, they've won somewhere in the States, some town in the States. It's, it's small numbers, very small numbers. And what about in Italy? What, how many, it's a small amount in Italy, right? No, well, no, no, it's a pretty big outbreak in Italy. Oh, pretty big outbreak. Yeah, they've had, right. I think, seven deaths already. But the reason, the reason why there's a big outbreak in Italy is because there's a huge Chinese presence in the manufacturing industry there. Right. Uh, so that, that, that's it, right, yeah. So there's a big connection there, right? Yeah, Probably. which is going to mm. play into all sorts of racism because a, a lot of the Italian sort of fascism, anti-immigration stuff, one of their big areas of focus is that mm. made in Italy got taken over by the Chinese. So mm. the Chinese came in and actually bought up a lot of the old factories. So made in Italy's standards have dropped. That's kind of like... Right, right. Oh, that's, wow. Uh, so there's a lot They're of anti... Into that. Well, yeah, and that's why that five-star movement is doing well. Uh, there's a, there's quite a lot of anti-Chinese sentiment. So this is definitely not going to help. Well, I mm. will say on behalf of supporters, I'm going to get in a spice bag tonight and in support yeah, of the spice Chinese. Bag. God, you're so Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never seen such a such a culturally How does that become a, how, I don't even that, know what the history of the spice thing? bag is. Jesus. You know? I, I actually don't know what the you know I, I guess it's what is this I you, I never get a spice bag because I like proper Chinese food. What is a spice bag? It's a um, uh, shredded chicken chips and like sweet chili, and sometimes there's other bits and pieces in oh, there yeah, as well. Spice bag. So I mean, it's essentially, spice bag. Deep, essentially, deep fried pigeon. <laughs> yeah, but it's like uh, you know. It's like what you would get in like a normal chipper. Exactly. You know? It's yeah, almost yeah. like a taco fries kind of a vibe. Just has some mm. like some peppers in there and stuff like that that give it a different. All oh, right, that's a spice bag, yeah. Have you ever gone to Old Town on Cable Street? It's gone all of a sudden to Sichuan. Is There's that, a Sichuan right? in there. Well, yeah, you, it, you, the, the, in the Western eyes, it became Sichuan, but it's, it's Sichuan. Is the Sichuan uh, amazing restaurant? And I walked past there the other day. It's gone. It's derelict. It's like. Oh, right. I don't know if it's connected to anything that's going on right. politically, but no literally idea. out yeah. of nowhere I, gone. It was I, amazing. I used, I've never been there. No white people eating in there. It was fantastic. Yeah, I go to uh, M&L when I'm looking for my Sichuan, you know? Yeah, is it good? Is it good? M&L's the once. best. Yeah. I think I just haven't ordered right mm. in there. You gotta order. It's a different menu. Yeah, I've, I asked for that menu and they don't... No, get... but it's in Chinese. Ah. You, can't get, <laughs> you can't... The different menu is in Chinese characters. Yeah, Eminent, that's the one off of Collins Street. Yeah, so you have to go yeah. in and say, Ziranyu Ro. Ziranyu Ro is like a cumin beef, which oh. is not on the other menu, which is amazing. And then ask for Yuxiang uh, Chiezi, which is like a like a deep fried uh, aubergine that's like amazing. Uh, and then Sreju Nyu Ro is like a really, really spicy, uh, really spicy um, uh, beef. You know, in like a deep Sichuan thing. And then there's... You they know, do good mapu tofu there? Mapu tofu. Of mapu course tofu. they do good mapu tofu. Yeah. I went in there before and I just couldn't Why get it. Why didn't you get mapu tofu? I love mapu tofu. Why didn't you get it? That's what they... Uh, yeah, because just the menu that I was like, you have another menu, don't you? They have no, like but they have menu? they have mapu tofu on the English menu. Yeah, okay. Just uh, for the record. But why wouldn't you just ask out loud, do you have mapu tofu? I can't remember. And gongbao I just got... I got pissed off at my last experience there. I just kept going to Old Town, which was great. But uh, mapu tofu was like my leaving my leaving staff food for when I left the restaurant in London. Really? Yeah, yeah. A fucking one of the lads just made an amazing mapu tofu one of the chefs, and uh, I was like, yeah, let's have that for when I'm leaving. Well, Aiden's been to Sichuan. Ah, yeah, it's great. So, what kind of a region is it? It's much more spicier in wherever that town you just said is. <laughs> Sichuan. Sichuan. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's it's even that, hotter. That was amazing. That was amazing. But it's a different type of spice, isn't it? No, it's but like, he couldn't handle it, man. No, I could not handle it. That's no ma way. That's different. That's ma la. Uh. So ma is num. So that's yes. num, num spicy. La is spicy, right? So ma la is actually not uh, a chili. It's a peppercorn. Yes, that's right. And is it shaped like a star or something like that? A small star? Uh, just, the peppercorns give you the, that, that Bzz, ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that that is the most amazing. It's very hard to get that outside of China. I you have it in all these restaurants, but it's never as good as when. Okay, you're, yeah. Well, they, that, in Old Town they were great at that, but obviously I haven't experienced it. Oh like, really? Probably. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have them a lot in uh, M and L, but I think they always back off at a touch because I I think they think the the Irish can't handle it. The numbness see, is great. Aiden, you've had that, right? Well, one thing I have to say, see, Steve has the old Argentinian blood in him. That's why he likes <laughs> the spicy food. You know, <laughs> no, but me a, a, with spicy food is difficult. You don't like you it, know? right? Yeah. Well, when we 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 spent whatever it was like a week in Sichuan, whatever it was a difficult week. In a lot of rain, like a deluge of rain. And uh, when we got back to Beijing, we went for food. We were like tired. And uh, I tried to order a few spices. And Aiden was like, No, bro. No <laughs> fucking spice. No more fucking spices. Yeah, Fucking dumb yeah, and spicy, like, bro. McDonald's, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, it's like you just started. It's like McDonald's, please. Couldn't give it like, all I can. I just want a Western food. After a while, you know, you just. But not it. all Chinese food is spicy, sure. But not. that no. everything, yeah. No. But the, in Sichuan, basically everything is spicy. Okay. Yeah. Sichuan, it's just like that's normal to them. But you feel it coming out as well, don't you? When you're going, when yeah, you I have the shit I after it, it coming out. Your 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 ass goes that peppery numb as well, like. My mind did anyway. Oh man, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fucking your ass doesn't get numb coming out. Shut I the fuck up. I can feel the I can feel the spice in the shit. I'm not lying to you. I swear <laughs> to God, I can feel it in my bum hole when it's coming out. <laughs> God, this podcast got real male real fast. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Although Aiden did talk about explosive diarrhea on the shift. That's oh, right. Wow. Yeah, that was Aiden a, was on the shift recently. Yeah, wow. yeah. Because uh, I was in Cuba with my with Anna. That's right. You know, woke up in the middle of the night and just like. Thunderous diarrhea, thunderous. But she's like thunderous. Wow, thunderous. It's, it's, it's evolved. <laughs> but she calls it because she tells a story about how one of her friends was on her first date had a one night stand, but in the middle of the night had to run to the toilet. And she's like, and she loves to tell the story. And she had explosive diarrhea on the first date. <laughs> and then, like, we were in Cuba together. Woke up in the middle, explosive diarrhea, like, like, like loud. Oh my god! And, but she wasn't even like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Oh my god, that's disgusting." <laughs> No support. No support. No support. Like, no like knocking on disgusting. the door. Close the door. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, my God. You know, like, she'd be like, if, if your girlfriend's puking in the toilet, you put, you hold her hair up, right? Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Well, and you don't was, fucking, nobody goes in and joins you when you have diarrhea. No, no, that's good. I'm just kidding. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Anna, aren't you going to be here with me? Can you not at least Can you hold, hold my hand? Hold my hair. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, we said the main theme for this episode <laughs> would be... Uh, we might just talk a little bit about the uh, American elections. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Because I think a lot of Irish people have an interest in that. And you get, you know, you get the odd sort of American expert on the radio, but you don't get too many, uh, you know, you don't get too many comedy, Irish comedy podcasts chatting about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve, have you been following it? Very, very little, unfortunately. But that I think that like... You guys can definitely educate me on it a little bit more. Like I can see that the they're trying to uh, get the nomination for the Democrats at the mm, moment. Mm. Bernie, yeah, Sanders. don't say too much. Don't don't make it as obvious as it is right now that you know fuck Sorry. all. You know, you just I just <laughs> wanted to see if you were following it. You yes, know, like, a little bit. Not, I, I didn't think that we had to fucking school you on the process. Did you not get the talker points from our researcher? <laughs> <laughs> Was sorry, our I, I, sorry, I, I didn't read that email. Sorry, <laughs> was our producer not on to you? <laughs> so anyway, we got a we got a girl in the corner doing all the work, you know. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> no, I got a fucking edit, bro. What? Got to give me a goddamn fucking edit point, man. Jesus Christ. So, um, anyway, the main the main issue is uh, that Bernie Sanders seems to be running away with it at the moment. Yes, and I'm not happy about that. Oh, really? Right, interesting. 
No, that was just a, just when you turn. Remember to move the mic mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you're turning. That's all. Um, oh, you're not happy about that, Ado? No, I'm not happy. About okay, that. you're not a Bernie guy. Well, I mean, going this far left is not the answer. It's not the answer, right? You know, unfortunately, people are frustrated. You know, with the way the world economy is, but at the end of the day, it's not the right answer. You don't can't think, change you think Bernie's too far left? Too far left. You can't change it. I mean, you could. Like, there's some changes that need to be made, but it need to be small changes. Like a huge change and shift in philosophy is not going to work. I mean, you know? I like I like a lot of – here's my problems with Bernie, right? I'm not an anti-Bernie guy. However, I do not know why he called it democratic socialism when it would have just been so much easier to call it social democracy, which is the more appealing word and it's more in it, – it immediately evokes a connection to – some of the more successful social democracies around Europe, which have very good standards of living, very mm. successful models for governance. Mm. But for some reason, he called it democratic socialism, which is socialism is just the more mm-hmm. scared of that yes. word. It's a it's a more dirty word. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it was the USSR, <laughs> Soviet Socialist Republic. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why he did that. Number one, uh, number two, uh, I feel that. He doesn't seem to have any bend in in that as he's grown more popular, uh, he he doesn't sort of he doesn't seem to want to moderate in any way, which is fine in that his supporters absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that you know it's it's not for everybody what he's putting out, and I think when if he if he does get elected, it, I would like to see him be like you know what I can be a bit more in the center mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to be somebody who's gonna gonna do that and actually you know when you look into his back you know he's been pretty rigid his whole career he's a very impressive politician actually mm. uh he's always been you know quite left uh you know i remember actually like in the 90s people said you know there's like a socialist there's one socialist senator in 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 vermont or there was a socialist mayor you know uh and it was bernie but back then he was like unknown you know and now he's a mainstream politician uh, like he is, he is pretty, he's, he's pretty Cor- Corbynish. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was going to say he's the US Corbyn. And and because of what happened to Corbyn, it makes me afraid. Because even though I, I like so much of, I love a lot of these policies, mm. I can't help but be overtaken by fear that what's going to happen with the Democrats is what's going to happen with Corbyn. And it's a double bubble because- I'm worried that it'll actually affect the Senate and the Congress elections, which even if Trump wins, it is essential that they get the Senate and the House. Because, like, otherwise, the Supreme Court, you know, because fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to die. Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. And the... You know, there'll be another conservative judge and the Supreme Court. And if Trump is there for four years with all those judges, he is going to railroad through some serious fascism. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. It's extremes. Yeah, it's very it's a very dangerous time. So it, it it's funny how it's just such a shitstorm of 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 instability that's happened in the world at the moment. And so I I, I can't decide if I think uh it's bad or good that uh Bernie is gonna run away with it early. Because there's a part of me that feels like if he runs away with it early, then the Democrats can all figure out their way to just rally behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and find a way to make him make appealing. Make him appealing to more people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he has that in him. Yeah, yeah. He's stubborn and he has his way and he's been fighting for years. But I hope the Democratic Party's come together. I mean, they, they should have came together before these elections and, you know, been smart about it and go, who's the one we really want to, you know, to bring up? But I guess they thought Biden was gonna do better, but he for some reason Biden yeah, hasn't I mean, doing it. I never good. really liked I never really liked Biden. And and you know, he thinks he's gonna get resurrected by this primary in South yeah. Carolina, but I actually I just don't think he's a he's a he's a robust enough politician. Yeah, and he's he would have been the moderate answer to what Democrats needed, but he's like seventy seven years old, or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean I know No, Bernie, I mean well Bernie. How old is Bernie? Yeah, yeah Bernie's he's the similar. same age. Yeah, same, I know. Yeah. I know. I actually forgot his age, but he's not in great health either. No, he's but, not, no. But uh, I had, you know, Bernie or Biden was on the view like maybe five years. Basically, when John McCain either just died or was very sick and Biden was on the view and he was so amazing with Meghan McCain, just his 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 caring mm-hmm. and the way that he put that across. I thought, wow, he's quite impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, 
this guy should have ran against Trump and he would have beaten Trump. You know, that yes. was, that was, a, we were a little unlucky that his, his son died and he, he didn't run as a result of that. And probably also some negotiation with the Clintons. So you think Biden would have beaten Trump? And oh, absolutely. I think, think Biden, Bur- Bernie, Bernie wouldn't have beaten Trump. It's impossible to know. Yeah. You mm, know, mm. I mean, the, the, the problem with the Bernie people is they, they got a lot of the Trump conspiracy theory vibe in them. Right. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're convinced that there was a, a conspiracy against them in the, in the Democratic primaries in 2016. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get into that debate because I, I, I'm not, I'm not like up on it enough to say, mm. right? So even saying it's a conspiracy theory is a judgment. But anyway, they are very much of the opinion that the Democratic Party is working against them, which actually, you know, it, it, it could be true, yeah. you know? Uh, but then on the flip side, you could have a little bit of sympathy in that Bernie is an independent running in the Democratic primary. Uh, and then the flip of that is, yeah, well, don't complain about that because if Bernie ran as an independent, he would definitely eat into the Democratic thing and then Trump would definitely win. So anyway, that, all that's super complicated. But just to stay focused on, on Biden for a sec, I thought at that time, God, I wish Biden had run against Trump. And then when I heard that he was thinking about running, my initial response was, yeah, he could be quite good. But by the time these primaries have rolled around, I actually feel like he's just gotten too old. He's not yeah. solid enough as a politician. And yeah. actually, you know, he's run twice before in, in the, the Democratic primaries. And he's never been great, actually. And he's just, it's just more of the same here. He's not a good candidate. And it doesn't feel like, the, like the, there's as much buzz about him either. Do you know well, the, there's no buzz there's, now. He's yeah. completely fading away. Yeah. He was the front runner. Mm. And he, has, he has lost that stat. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, it, it may be if he has a good showing uh, that... People will think that he has a comeback kid. I mean, John McCain was fucking down and out uh, mm. in the Republican primaries. What, what, whatever was that? Two thousand eight? Was it? Or was the yeah, second? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. And uh, oh no, that was two thousand. Uh, that was twelve. Was it? Yeah, he was no. the second. No, who no, went? he went against Obama in the first one. Two thousand. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Then Romney was two thousand. Yeah. So um, uh, may, maybe he's the comeback kid, but I personally don't think. Which brings us to the other sort of uh, centrist moderate that has shown up which is Michael Bloomberg, despite having one disastrous debate and one not amazing debate. So I missed that debate, but I heard a lot about it. What happened? Well, no, he just wasn't great. I right. mean, there's no, there's no, I'm not, we're not going to do the play-by-play on the debate. Well, but one thing I, yeah, exactly. And in, in, in that debate he did, but it was Warren who was amazing in that debate and she won that debate and there was a lot of talk about her. I mean, I liked Warren at the beginning. Unfortunately, I've she, always liked Warren. But she went too far left. You know, she- right. You know, this universal health care and free college, I mean, you just don't, you can't advertise it like that. You know, you, there's ways of doing and advertising in a way that's just smarter. Like, you know, mm. these are all big business and pharmas, the pharmaceutical industry is all big business. You have to make small implement, small changes. Incremental yeah. change. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're tried, very welcome. Tried to be smart there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's good to have my brother here. To talk about. But they have, to, yeah, they have to charm those big companies over, don't they? They're going to have to like. Yeah, but I, mean, wow, that, okay. I mean, that's the there's one. No, the, that, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Adam. No, no, sorry. Go ahead, man. No, no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say was one of the great things about Bernie is that he wants to take the the big business money out of politics, mm. and I actually feel like that's a much easier thing to do. But for there, there doesn't, uh, you know, on mass, that doesn't seem to be the political will. I mean, it would be amazing if they could get that big money out of politics because obviously corporate interests are the most well represented in, yeah. in, in the political concerns of these politicians. So th- that would be great if they could get rid of that. Uh, so one of the things that's holding back any move towards a, a better healthcare system and a, a, a fairer uh, costing of education is that these companies are have you know massive vested interests. Which is like fucking like that's how Trump like part of why why Trump is so successful is like he's there on side with all uh, yeah but the he, problem that, is that he's it's a scam yeah. he's actually he 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 acted well he said he was going to drain the swamp and it's the opposite I mean it couldn't be any mushier I mean yes. it literally stinks of sulfur and but his his base are so insanely uh, deluded mm-hmm. that there's no point in even going down that road there's no point yeah. in even talking about Trump today because they don't care no they really he, don't he's clearly a terrible. He, he he is a bad president. He's gotten away with quite a lot because the economy was in healthy shape. He's done very little other than stir up emotion. I mean, he's actually passed very few laws. Yeah. One thing that he like ran on was to to get rid of Obamacare, and he failed on that. You know, mm. which was a, a, a major political miscalculation that he wouldn't have got John McCain on side. So like 
he's a terrible politician. And yet his supporters are still like... Yeah, but that's because all they care about is identity politics. Yes. They hate immigrants. Uh, you know, And they also hated Obama so much that they act like all this economic upturn came just when Trump took over, whereas it's just been a steady trend mm -hmm. since. And now that the coronavirus is bringing you know, an 8.63% drop in the stock market in the last two days. Trump never goes on about the stock market when it's going down, only when it's going up. So it wasn't his responsibility. It wasn't his fault that it went up. Yeah. But he took credit for it. Yeah. So now he's going to say, it's not my fault that it's going down. But you can't do both. That's yeah, yeah. why no president until Trump talked about the stock market as an achievement. <laughs> because it goes up and down. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not related to mm -hmm. you. But anyway, it's not about Trump. It's about finding somebody that can beat Trump. So I don't think Elizabeth Warren – I like Elizabeth Warren. I think she's clearly the most robust debater. She's very solid on her facts. She fucked up on the on the Native American thing. But I, I feel like that's largely passed. I think she would decimate Trump in the debates. But honestly, if you watch the debates with Hillary, he was terrible in every one of those debates and it just didn't matter. Yeah. You know? She was pretty but bad, she, though. Warren would have, you know, but she's just not likable. She would done that. She would done the research. Yeah, she just made a lot of mistakes, and, she, and neither is Buttigieg. That's the problem. Warren and Buttigieg both were like decent, in my mind, decent goes, but they kind of, they're just not endearing themselves to the public. Bernie apparently has endeared himself to. The, apparently, he's got the Latino vote at the moment. Like the Latinos are really getting behind him. Is that a mm. big part of getting? getting numbers behind you like the latinos really like him is that a big community that you need to get on side yeah well that was just in the nevada in the nevada uh primary uh he had a lot of latino support i mean in the Demo in the democratic party blacks black base and the latino base is very important yeah. you know it, for 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 winning uh you know winning in the in the presidential election i mean bernie has been expanding his his appeal you know mm. bernie i mean bernie's bernie's running away with it unless unless he has a really bad showing in this in this next uh, primary, uh, he, he's uh, he's he's running away with it. I, I can't see there's too many. The the moderate vote is being split between Buttigieg, Klobuchar. Uh, I guess well Bloomberg. We'll see what Bloomberg does now. It's Super Tuesday, uh, so it's really going to be very difficult to challenge Bernie. You know, but anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about about Bloomberg. What what do you think, Ado, about Bloomberg? Well, um, I mean, I, I mean, I like Bloomberg. I think he, you know, he might. He, one thing about Bloomberg is he's big on the environment, you know, and maybe he'd be smart enough to come in and 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 you know, make some changes in that way. That might be a, a new thing to help drive economy. That might help drive new some of the manufacturing in America. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I honestly, I, I, all I care about is beating Trump. So I, I, I just what I liked about Bloomberg when he showed up, or you know, was I thought, hmm. You know, not ideal. Essentially, he's a Republican. He was the Republican mayor of New York. Uh, and then he switched to being an independent, actually, I think, after four mm -hmm. years. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you could criticize about Bloomberg's time as a mayor of New York. But, I mean, he, he got the job done. He, he's He's been in politics. People try to compare, like, oh, let's have another billionaire against, you know, Trump is a billionaire. Then we'll get another billionaire. But it's like, yeah, but wait a minute. This billionaire was the, the, the mayor of a major world economy. The mm -hmm. New York City economy is like... Mm. Is a is a is a bigger it's a bigger job than running Ireland, yeah. for example. So this guy knows how to run a government mm. uh, of of a smaller size than the U.S. government, but he has experience. So I thought, okay, not my top pick, but all those like never Trump Republicans and just people that quietly just wish Trump would shut the fuck up. Yes, because there's a lot of that. Yeah. there's a lot of people that yes. are like, we like what Trump is doing, but he needs to shut the fuck up. I mean, essentially, what Bloomberg's offering is like. More of the stuff you like about Trump, exactly. Without the Democratic all the version of it, yes. and also I care about the environment, which is a sign of the times at the moment, and maybe that's a good tactic to go moving forward. I know, but then he was so shit on the first the, debate. Yeah, because like I'm thinking, like Trump would definitely support stop and frisk. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's Trump the, would double down on that. He wouldn't yeah. back off but, to but, it. But this is the funny thing: is that all the things they criticize Mike Bloomberg for is all stuff that the people that you would want to Bloomberg to win over actually don't care about. Exactly. But then, on another level, you have to say, does that mean that then the Democratic Party is stooping down to that level, which they don't want to be? Mm. You know? But maybe that's the tactic that they have to play. Well, yeah, but it's American politics complicated because, we, you know, that's a big no-no from the for the black community. You know? Yes. Because, yeah. you know, because essentially stop and frisk is a, is a, 
is a way to keep working class communities down, yeah. you know? So it's it's a no-no from the black community. I mean, Super Tuesday will 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 tell a lot, you know? Like if if Bloomberg actually suddenly looks like he can challenge Bernie, I think the the race is on. I can't see Biden getting back in the game. Well, one th- I can't see Biden getting back back in the game. And one thing I say about Bloomberg, he should have came in from the start and he should have built it up from the ground up, grassroots. I know, you know but he, he com- only came in because he saw that it was. Sh- you know, I think I think he expected the the field to be healthier, mm. and then suddenly yeah, it just exactly. didn't look great. Yeah, you know. Is your worry about uh, do you is your worry about um, Bernie that he's not? Do you, do you think he's not going to beat Trump? You don't think he could beat Trump, and that you would need some someone more centrist to beat Trump? That's what everybody's fear is that right. doesn't like Bernie, right? But the, the the but not even just his uh, like so so that if Bernie did win, that his policies would be too much uh, against the economy, like because he's too left, or is it just that he's not going to be Trump in the first place? Well, no, the, 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 there's a lot. So say okay, let's. The the last uh, round of um, House uh, Congress elections, uh, a lot of the Democrats did really well, and a lot of those seats were actually like uh, very sort of middle of the road swing swing seats. Right. Uh, that moderate Democrats won with a very moderate, almost Republican friendly message. Now the cry from the left is that the Democratic Party needs to embrace that, the, you know, that this is the the way the Democratic Party should be going. And had we allowed it to go this way in 2016, we would have won because people were looking for a more a more radical change, a seismic shift in the political landscape. So actually, they ran with a centrist candidate and they lost, right? But that's one example. But then you have the, the House elections example, which was the opposite, actually, it wasn't the, the the radical candidates that that sort of swept the boards. It was actually all the moderate candidates right. in 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 suspect seats that came through, and that actually pushing the party this much to the left is going to alienate a ton mm. of people, and a lot of independents are going to shift back to Trump. Mm. That that that's that's a fear. But on the flip side, you could argue, but look at Trump. Everybody said, you know. Uh, Trump is too crazy, you know, he, it's just a, a, a radical base, and then he ended up winning. But then Hillary was such a weak candidate. So it's really, it's really, it's hard to say, but I, I would think that the powers that be will be so afraid of Bernie yes. that there will be huge energy working against him as a candidate, Right. which is fucked up. That's the whole problem is like, it's a fucked up system. But Wall Street, the pharmaceutical industry, the healthcare industry, uh, the education industry, will all gang up against Bernie. Against mm-hmm. Bernie. That's right. And do they have anyone, and is there anyone in particular that, that they're backing in the Democrats now? Like, is it Bloomberg? Is it, do they think he's the guy? He's, no, they, they don't they, give, they're, they're just, they're just there's back. no consensus on the non-Bernie side. So, right, okay. So There's no consensus. So it's just weakening the whole thing. No, honestly, if, if Trump wasn't president, I would be 100% behind Bernie. Right. Because it's like... If he doesn't win, it's not the end of the world. Yes. Whereas now, it's like, if he doesn't win, I can't take another four years of this fucking bullshit. Mm. Like, it's so dangerous mm. what, what Trump represents. Mm. Yeah. And another four years of it is insane. I mean, he, he what he's been doing is so bad. It's disgusting that the Republicans won't stand up to him. He's he's intimidating jurors, you know, just normal citizens of the United States. Mm-hmm. She got randomly picked to be a fucking juror on this trial, and now she's getting fucking abused. You know, it's just relentless how horrible he is. Mm, yeah. And it's just, he just keeps getting let do it, let do it. What he's doing to Justin's department, it's so dangerous. And, you know, he hides everything. The mess that he is going to leave behind. Yeah. You know, oh, it, forget it, man. It, so another four years, that mess is going to be insurmountable. Not to mention what he's doing internationally in relations with other countries. is like, yeah, can't trust him in anything of all that. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. North so Korea. that's why I'm not as wild about yeah, Bernie. Because all those industries you were talking about, like, you know, pharmaceutical, health, education, they all need some sort of, like, change, but not radical change, like like small change. They well, they need. do really need radical change. I mean, they, they really do. Like, the, the healthcare system in America is a fucking mess. I just I, – I, I, I actually believe in Ber- what Bernie wants to do. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Yes. And I also think that his desire for what he wants to do is probably a move too far for the majority of Americans. But I'm a fucking New Yorker that lives in Ireland. Mm. I am not yeah, – I am yeah. not mass America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. You know, all Bernie's policies are, are essentially my policies. I'm not I'm – And not New Yorkers talking. aren't mass America either, are they? Like they're like no. different type of people to – Middle America to Ohio voters, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
Also, the tax code, too, in America is a little bit of an issue in terms well, of- Well, yeah, Trump, I mean, that was one of the things Trump said he was going to do. He didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, he actually I mean, made it more complicated. He claimed he was going to simplify it. He made it fucking worse. You know? Interesting times ahead. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, I don't know. Man. What? You can say it, Aiden. No, you can't say I don't know. That's that, the one thing you can't say I don't no, know. I, I, I you have hope to pretend Bernie you know. Deep down inside is a part of it. You could do it, Bernie, you know? Yeah. But, no, I would, I, I, honestly, if I, I would love if Bernie- could 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 just show signs that he would shift to the center, even just to get elected. You know who cares? Yeah, yeah you're allowed yes. to be. Politicians are dishonest sometimes. Yeah, you're allowed I to wish, play politics. <laughs> I wish Bernie would 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 play the game. But the, but the thing is that his base don't want that. And right. His base are so loud. You know, his base are so motivated. But see, that's the thing. So let's let's talk about Jeremy Corbyn. You know, like Jeremy Corbyn's base was so fucking so pumped, and they were so they were so persuasive. Actually, you really thought. That this was the beginning of a movement, and it was a total fucking disaster. Well, the, because because what what is so loud these days is is not um is not the reality. What what is so loud these days is Twitter. Do you know what I mean? It's like the world that lives on Twitter, or the young the young the millennial generation, for example, are so loud and they're so outspoken. But they're only a small percentage of an overall population. I mean, and there was it was never clearer that yes yes they were loud. But they, they, it it didn't really matter that they were loud. Do you know what I mean? Like Corbyn had a lot of loud supporters, but he didn't have a lot of supporters. Do you, do you get yeah, me? Yeah, it was too divisive. It was way too it divisive. Was too divisive. Way too, way too left. Way too imposing, like leftist ideologies. And even in his in his speak, like the the Labour Party is, so, is a disaster. At disaster. The See, this disaster. is what I this is my concern about the, yeah, what's going to happen with Bernie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Because you know you got if you're rough on immigration, man, you're gonna get elected. That is the reality these days, man. Mm. You got to be hard on immigration to get elected, and, and all over the world, it's kind of the same all over the world. Right? Yeah, I mean, the, Australia was always tough on, on immigration, wasn't it? Uh, well, they they their their liberal party, which is actually not the liberal party, have have always taken like an anti-immigration stance. Yes, yeah, yeah. and that's always played. There's there's definitely been a huge uh, proportion of the electorate in Australia that will praise you for being tough on immigrants, mm. despite yeah. the fact that that is an island of immigrants, of immigrants literally, and a yeah. downtrodden indigenous population. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the coronavirus isn't going to help that either. No, definitely. But the problem is that that's that the coronavirus is a result of the simplicity of the movement of people around the planet. So you mm. can't have all the benefits of fucking exactly. world travel yeah, yeah, yeah. and not some of the negatives, which is, you know, things move around quick, you know? It's uh, but yeah, going back going back to Labour, it's like that was an absolute disaster. It was the wrong leader as well. It was the it was the wrong guy uh, at the at the helm of, of the Labour Party. At a most, but but the hilarious thing is also at an exceptionally important time. Like mm. it feels very similar in that like, you know, Brexit in my opinion, is a total disaster. And you needed like a strong sort of like remain mm. uh, kind of voice at that mm. time. And instead you got this weak remain voice with a divisive message. Mm. And in the end, like now that's it. Brexit is 100% reality yeah. and, and and Johnson, whatever the hell he's going to do, has, has free reign. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's almost the same in the States where it's like at this most important time to just make sure mm. that we have an anti-Trump yes. w- winning message. Yeah. You get this fucking divided Democratic Party, and that, that, it's split along ideological lines. That's the problem with the, with the left in general. Except I kind of suppose it hasn't happened here. Is they don't have one clear, strong message that boom, this is what we're about. Like Johnson, get Brexit done. That's all that. That's all the voters wanted to hear in the UK. It's just like one clear message. Labour didn't have a clear message. They were literally divided, and they tried to they tried to play that divide, and man, did that backfire. And so, so it's the same in the U.S. Like, there's not one strong voice with one strong message going. This is what we're about. This is what we're going to carry through. This is what we're going to do because that's what a society it seems. Wants yeah, these I mean, days. some people think that Bernie has a little bit of that cred because he's basically saying, "Stop sending our jobs overseas." Okay. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. neoliberalism has been bad, and you know that does play well in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, uh-huh. in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. in yeah. Michigan. So some people think. That actually he might have won those states and 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 defeated Trump. So some people think he has a little bit of that cred, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I I you know the problem with Bloomberg is he he stinks of neoliberalism. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's literally one of the top ten richest men in the world. Yeah, yeah. And then going after the billionaire class could be a way of getting more votes. Mm. That's yeah. one thing, you know. But th- right. th- that message is so fucking simplistic, you know. Mm. It doesn't solve any of the 
it doesn't solve any of the real issues. I mean, you know, when you get into, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to know. I mean, Bernie's message really isn't that radical, but for the states, it seems quite radical. Mm. Yeah, he's got amazing talking points, though, Bernie. You know, he's you know he's a character, isn't he? He's like, what, what does he talk about that? Like, you know, such a like four people make more money than half the. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> all that stuff is super it's easy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You think about that. Like Bloomberg is worth more than like a hundred thousand people combined in the whole entire country. Yeah, but the truth is that uh, you know that that is the big issue of our time. You know, where although that the money ended up kind of going up. You know, mm. it, it was going down, sort of. You know, post-World War II, welfare state, you know, uh, government looking after society. And since the 80s, it's been heading back up. Yeah. There has to be real policies for pushing some of that money back down. I mean, mm. it, I, I know that creation of wealth, that money is not this finite resource. But I mean, there is way too much money being sort of stuck up top. I personally feel like that's why inflation has been stagnant for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh that's why I feel like property prices, stock prices, all going up because everyone's just high, you know pumping their money into investments because there's no interest rates. You know, mm. uh, I do feel there has to be some policies that just get some of that money out of the top, only because it does nothing up there. Mm. It literally does nothing. Sits it doesn't there. get invested into society. Sits these, there. you know, Apple, all these these big corporations, they do not invest enough back into the societies, and they're benefiting hugely from investment into society without putting anything back. Now, I mm. understand they employ tons of people. All those people pay tax. I know they're not doing nothing. Yes. They're, they're a net benefit to society, but I do feel that for the amount that they benefit, they should be putting a bit more back in. They have the ability to end homelessness and stuff like that. And- well, they have the ability to invest more money in, in the real society issues because I actually think that a huge portion of the blame for the homelessness crisis, which is, by the way, international mm. amongst uh, Western developed democracies – the the homeless crisis is international, and the tech companies are a huge part of it. Yeah, but come on, we want we we want to grow the moon, Des. Oh yeah, you know? well, that's Trump. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, Amazon's going to the bloody moon, man. That's <laughs> who cares about homeless people? I want to I want a hut on the moon that I could travel to, and it's a fucking crazy world. Oh, that's why it's, I, I, that's why I think Ireland is interesting. It's the one country that has gone gone has, what has vote. Well, Ireland has voted a little bit and kind of gone. Number one, here's the number one and two reasons why we voted the way that we did. Homelessness issues, health issues and stuff like that. And it's gone more to the left. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Ireland and you compare it to any of the American cities that have these problems, they've they've all kind of gone that way too. Right. Like, well, or, or they already were. Yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, some people argue that it's funny because all the cities that have homeless crisis have left-leaning governments. Right. <laughs> but so- that's more because, the, you know, the the the, the educated – the the type of people Metropolitan. not educated that's not fair yeah but the the type of people tend to sort of lean that way yeah so how how do you guys compare the Irish recent Irish elections to the, the elections that are going on in America and well, the it's UK not to compare all the the three the because three. actually it it was a somewhat of a of a of a change election but still not the majority of people voting for like a left government yeah yeah and it's like that was definitely a t- and we still don't know what the government is going to be yet. So it could yeah. Yeah. end up being Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, which is what they were in conversations yesterday with each other. So, so it could end up being not a huge change. But they, we'll have a big up, op- you'll have a stronger left opposition. I read something that uh, the T Shark has stepped down or something like that. Is that. Yeah, but that's just all, that's all, that's all just, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a procedure. procedural procedure, yeah. You know, yeah. That, 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 that nothing's happened yet. And, and honestly, not, although he has said that he will be going to the White House on St. Patrick's Day. Well, he is still the T Shark in to, terms of he, he is now the acting T Shark yes, until a government until, is formed. Mm. But anyway, that let, we got to do that on another episode because it's very complicated. It's very yeah. hard to know now because. Well, one thing I will say is that all over the world is that a lot of the working people are not feeling this so-called economic boom that's been going on in Dublin all over the world. There's a lot of people not feeling it. Mm. Yeah, they're not feeling the recovery, yeah. They're not feeling the recovery. So that's the that's the problem. Mm. That's the selling point. Although that's, some people would argue that actually the last few years it's been a little bit better on that front. Well, in Ireland maybe, but in terms of, oh yeah. Well, no, in the United States also. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the stats would suggest that, that people have grown increasingly more content uh, you know that the that the recovery has continued and people have seen benefits, not to the same extent as people at the top, but there have been benefits. The problems are in cities where there's a homelessness crisis. For you know every bit of improve, like the millennials aren't feeling it, and that's why the left yeah. options are so popular with the younger crowd is because 
they don't have ownership of property and the rents are high and their education was very expensive. So they're, they're feeling shafted. Yes. You know? Mm. But are they enough to beat Trump? That's the big question. Yeah, because of goddamn baby boomers. Goddamn baby boomers. There's a big, huge aging population all over the world. There's not people having less kids and there's a huge... No, but population. I mean, listen, the problem with the, the, the good news about the baby boomers is when they die, you inherit their assets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that ended there. Hold on. March 19th, 2019. Hold on. My Check God. my net worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm only uh, joking, but yeah, I mean, Bernie's obviously not going to go after the boomers, but the truth is that they, they, that was definitely a good time to be born because a lot of them experienced, in the United States, the baby boomers experienced the most government support, the highest time of sort of social mobility. Uh, also, they were able to purchase assets at exceptionally cheap prices mm. uh, and their savings in terms of the property and the stock market has gone up like no other generation. And they also are the least likely to fucking spend their money. So actually they're the also people that have a, a huge amount of assets sort of stuck doing nothing. Yeah. Now you can't criticize them because there's no comparison in terms of, uh, you know, how much tax uh, corporations are avoiding, but it is another group of people with a, with a large amount of assets that I would argue are probably not being, put back into society enough i mean america at least has decent property tax so there's a little bit of tax going back in society for all this property ownership but uh but at the same time a lot of that money is kind of doing nothing like my mother actually ended up with like nothing crazy now but like pretty reasonable assets at the end like a pretty decent worth yes but she died thinking that she was losing money she was she was gaining money my mother we sold our house in whatever what, what, what year was it 2015 or 2016 after my dad we sold the house right mm. and uh my you know after my mother sold the house and she got a smaller part she sized down you know then she had little access from the the share she invested it and in her mind she just thought oh every day i'm ending up with less and less money because i'm it's not best. working and she died with with more than the day she sold the house wow more even though in her mind every day she had less she had more Right from, you, from the accrued interest and everything. Couldn't have died at a better time. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> she she died. It was at like a, the perfect time to die. Like <laughs> the perfect year. It yeah, was, like it was the, really a bull economy. Yeah, it was exactly. Like, so she, she was she worried but, but a whole in, lot. But in her mind, she 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 thought that she couldn't spend this money. And I, I think a lot of that generation. I mean, officially, my mother's not a boomer, by the way. She's a she's uh, from the the what is it the golden generation or something. Uh, but uh, the uh, she's right on the cusp. So uh, she she died with like a lot of boomer issues. So anyway, uh, she a lot of her generation I feel uh, are like that. They don't spend the money, so the money doesn't go back into the economy. So it is another sort of stagnant amount mm. of wealth, you know. And you know, so I, I I don't know. I don't think they're a real target, but I don't know how uh, you you encourage more investment back into society. Like I think one of America's biggest problems is it's showing all the signs of a lack of social investment since Ronald Reagan became the president of the United States. That that's my that's my personal opinion. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, and, and and Obama was was a little bit different in that there was a, a like a horrible the great recession he came he did a little bit when he came. Yeah, he, but I, I he was forced to do that. But if 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 you could go back in time, I would have said Obama should have not focused on Obamacare in his first term. He should have focused on a massive infrastructure investment projects similar to the new deal to reinvigorate the american economy unfortunately he only got two years with with a congress That's and the house exactly. and then he lost it which was partially because of obamacare and once the republicans are in they hammered him with uh fiscal responsibility which is hilarious because they couldn't be less fiscally responsible now but just in terms of the the growing economic consensus is that concerns about deficit have been a negative and that was a real – I really feel like that was a real opportunity, 2009, 10, 11, 12, to fucking borrow like fuck and invest back into society. We'd be so much better place now, but hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? Hindsight's twenty twenty, baby. Oh. Well, that was amazing. Aiden. That was amazing. 
I run the fucking podcast. <laughs> you don't fucking decide when the fucking podcast is over. Okay. If you're okay. done, leave. <laughs> you know? Oh. So, uh, but anyway, we will finish up. We covered it all. Fucking hell. We, we covered a lot. Poor Steve, you know, you're, you you learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> um, I was informed. No, it's good. I, I think I've, I've been like, I've been such a, in the last two years, especially living in London and all that, when, when uh, the Brexit vote happened and all that, I've been so in Brexit in the last few years. Just been Well, now it's now we just have to see how, how it plays now that Brexit is a, is a guarantee. Uh, well, it's happened, but you know, like now that that's, that's not going to change for at least, uh, at least two election cycles, I would think mm. that there's nothing, we just have to see how it all works out. I mean, I, I, I think it'll be fine. Just not ideal, you know? So anyway, you got any shows coming up, Steve? Where I'm in Tree Fitty Comedy on um, what day? Thursday night. Well, probably when this comes out. Where, uh, where's that? It's in Doyle's Pub across from Trinity College. Oh, in Dublin? Yeah, yeah. I'm Dublin. Thursday night? Thursday I night. Go. <laughs> if, I was, if I was anybody, I'd be going to the International on Thursday night. And then I'm over in, I'm in London and I'm used Moose Comedy Club in Soho on Saturday. And then I'm back. The International Comedy Club on Sunday. Yeah, because this podcast does not promote any uh, any comedy shows in Dublin from Thursday to Sunday. That's right. Because Thursday night... Except for the International Comedy Club. That's right. The International Comedy Club this Thursday, we have Fabu D. Fabu D. Fabu D. Uh, what a man guy. by the name of Paul Marsh is an amazing... All weekend, right? Because this is only all, going out all, all weekend. All weekend. Oh, yeah. All weekend. But this Thursday, we have Deirdre Kane. You heard it here first. Deirdre Kane just come down and try a few material. Yeah, some and material. some new stuff. And then uh, Aiden is uh, at Aido Bishop on Instagram. He's been doing a lot of content lately. Yes. Boom. At Hello Steve O over here, Stephen Mullen. At Thank Hello Steve O with a V. I'm at Des Bishop. As always, uh, send us your comments. We, we really appreciate them. Well, there you go. Another episode done. Thanks, everyone, for for being here. Um, if you do love the podcast, please make sure that you subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And if you listen on Apple, please do leave a comment and give us five stars. Uh, as I always say, it's good for our chart position. It's good for more people finding the podcast. The more people find the podcast, the more chance it's going to be around for a long time. Um, plus, honestly, it's nice to know that you're enjoying it. It's nice to get that feedback. Um... If you listen on Spotify or Acast, the Acast app, or on uh, whatever other, a CastBox, Stitcher, if you listen on any of those, please do take a screenshot and put it up on your Instagram or your Facebook or your Twitter and spread the word about the pod. Uh, if you're around, Cavan tomorrow night, I'm in Cavan, a few tickets left for that. I'm in Ratoth on Saturday. That's sold out. But then next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm in Cork. Friday and Saturday are sold out, but there are tickets left for the Thursday. So if you're looking to come see Mia Mama, which is really cooking now. I've had a few standing ovation. Got standing ovation on Thursday. I think I think actually Thursday I might have. Can't remember if I recorded before or after. It was standing ovation on Thursday and on Sunday night, which was great. And, uh, well, Killian Murphy was there on Sunday night, and I got a standing ovation, so that was great. I mean, he's my buddy, but still, you always want to you always want to impress people that you know are in the same field, similar field. So that was great. And um, then the week after that, so the weekend after next, two weeks from tomorrow, I'm in Wexford and Limerick, the Friday Saturday. Um, and there's some tickets left for those. Those are the big, those, the, the next two weeks are kind of like big venue weeks. And then I hit the project art center for two weeks and the weekends are sold out, but there's tickets left for during the week. Um, so check that out. And that's it really. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, I think, I think I'm going to have a chat with Brian O'Connell when I'm down in Cork. You know, he's a journalist, works for RT radio, wrote a book, his first book was about his relationship with alcohol, and then he's just written a great collection of short stories um, that were inspired by uh, the classifieds, uh, like, uh, you know, ads in the classified section. It's a great collection of short stories. 
but I thought I would talk to him about journalism in 2020, you know, the effect of the internet and, you know, how he's uh, adapted and, you know, whether he feels it's good or bad. I guess just a general chat about just about the world of journalism and media and social media because um, I know that he has a lot of uh, thoughts on that. Uh, of course, I haven't discussed. I, I told him that I'd like to have a chat with him, but I haven't discussed what we're going to discuss. So he may not want to discuss that, but that's what I want to discuss. And if you have any thoughts or questions about that, do please fire me on Instagram at Des Bishop, Twitter at Des Bishop, Facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop, TikTok Des Bishop 5, but I'm not really using it. I just can't get into it. Every now and then I have a little idea I put it up, but it's not my fave. Um, well, that's it. Um, I can't I can't think of anything else. I, I know we keep saying Joanne McNally's going to be on, but it's just hard to organize because she's away. She's in London. But we'll be doing all that. Don't worry. Um, and yeah, just send us some feedback. We like we like feedback, you know. Thanks, guys. Chat to you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.